with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. We're going to split the squad up. Again, we have a red and white team, and uh, Dylan will play a little bit of quarterback for both sides, but otherwise we're going to split it evenly, uh, coaches as well. And um, we'll name the, the head coaches here in a, another day uh, as well, and we'll let the players know by Thursday uh, who's on what team, and then we'll have it all juiced up on different sidelines. And and uh, I'm really excited about seeing all the uh, former um, former players and all the alumni. There's going to be a tremendous um, showing from them, and it makes this place really special. Rush is back. Hour number two, Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas hanging out in studio. 651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. 329-9000, Loftus Rob Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution line. I wonder how many former players are going to be here. Sounds like a bunch. Judging by social media, it's kind of uh, if you were a former player, uh, you're you're going to be you're going to be back. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it, you know, whether you're out on the field or not, it seems like it, there will be a lot in the stands. It's just going to be a, a big reunion, man. It's good, especially for defensive guys too. Uh, yeah, it's going to be nice for the defensive guys to to walk around a little bit and. Um, Chest poking out a little bit, back in the family, so to speak. Uh, BV out there. He's, he mentioned that there's going to be – they'll name the head coaches. Is you think that's going to be a player, like captain type of thing, or is that going to be from the staff? So I, I don't think it's going to be a former player. I, I think that that'd be a cool idea, and they did it in the past, right? When is it like Trent, Trent Williams and AD were two coaches one year? Mm-hmm. But I, I really feel like as much as this is going to be – for families, for fans, for uh, former players, for recruits, there's still a massive element to you know however long they're out there playing where they want to get work done and they want to get it in and they want to see these guys in front of a big energetic crowd. So I don't think it's just going to be hey let's have a couple of former players out there calling plays. I think they're going to call the thing and go about the thing and, and take it really seriously. Yeah, because like it was, they don't really have a whole lot of days to just throw away and burn. Yeah. They, they got to take advantage of every practice. It's 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 a delicate mix of uh, making sure that you're not just going through the motions and you're actually getting something out of it, and then you know having an an enjoyable atmosphere and some excitement going on and being able to to play to the crowd a little bit, play to the recruits, play to you know former players that are going to be in town. Uh, it's it's a delicate mix. Uh, you don't want it to turn into just a um, you know, as Mike Leach would say, smile and wave to the crowd, going through the motions. You you got to make sure the the players do feel like it's going to be a, a football type of atmosphere. So I guess he said today that he sees the scrimmage as uh, like his and OU's first shot at a real game day experience, and he's excited to see how everyone responds. Quote. This is your first opportunity to really have a game simulation with a great crowd. We're expecting a great crowd, end quote. So this is not just going to be some throwaway day. It sounds like they're this is a serious matter, man, because they're trying to figure out who their best 22 is. And, I mean, today or, to, or excuse me, Saturday will be like any other day in yeah. terms of evaluating who those dudes are. You know, there is def- there are definitely certain players that, 
when the stakes are high, whenever the lights are on, so to speak, show up and show out and and play their best football. Gamers, right? There's no doubt that 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 type of player does exist, and this is your best chance to see maybe who some of your gamers are. Um, you know that that maybe you can't see that come out on a day to day type of situation, but man, they've done enough live action in in practice that you feel like they probably got to have a pretty good idea of it. But it's always a little bit different whenever you start having some outside people show up. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Quote, uh, we've intentionally put our guys in tough, strainful situations and tried to force them to pick one side or the other. We put backs against the wall and challenged them to see how they responded. In quotes. Yeah. I love that, man. Put guys in tight, stressful situations. You can't ever replicate a game situation, but you can see what a kid is all about when you kind of put his back up against the wall and see how he responds. It's going to be one way or the other, and you can really evaluate who, what, you know, what someone's all about by how they do they come out fighting or do they say, yeah, I'm, I'm good actually. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that. You know, in in little league, whenever you've got the coaches are standing out on the field with the team, right? There's a coach that's kind of in the huddle calling the plays, and you're kind of guiding the action a little bit. It's like that in in practice too. You got coaches that are right there; they're they're within earshot saying. Hey, Kobe McKenzie, you're supposed to bump out against empty, right? You you can hear, and he's got the microphone, which makes it even more dramatic, but you can hear guys uh, getting coaching points in, in what they need to do. They've been practicing quite a bit with no coaches out on the field to where you've got you've to kind of figure that out as you go along, right? And, and I think it exposes some of those just small little – mistakes or uncertainties that players may have whenever they're not getting a correction from a coach before the ball snapped. So, I agree with that. <laughs> That's like my favorite. That might be my single favorite moment of the Brent Venables era. Lane Johnson trying to do a promo video for the spring game and BV's too busy yelling at Kobe McKenzie through the megaphone. God, well, I love that so much. Oh, well, here's uh. the thing. Well, it's it's not a megaphone. It's an actual microphone. So how they have it set up is there's like they come out and put these speakers up. You know the temporary speakers that are up on oh, yeah, game yeah. day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically that system is up, and he's got a microphone out there. Whatever. It's it's still awesome. No, I'm saying it's way louder than a megaphone. And I, I, I can tell you from experience, like right whenever that audio clip cuts out, it's about to get cranked up. Whenever a coach is delivering a message to you, and you hear the message, but there's no acknowledgement that you've received the message – it's about to get ugly. Well, yeah, and that's why there were like three of those, and yeah. it's, it sounded pretty calm. Uh, huh. Sounds like Lane Johnson rap. There's probably more to the Lane Johnson video that we'll just uh, never get to hear, unfortunately. Well, you know, and, and that is – I it's one of those things that I didn't understand at first, but it became abundantly clear, and it's the only way to do things, right? If, if you're trying to correct an issue, something that could – could cost you down the road, there needs to be an acknowledgement that you got the message, right? Like, okay, yes, 
empty. I need to bump out. I've got it. Yes, like you've got to you've got to complete the other end of that formula there, or it's going to get ugly. <laughs> I guess uh, Venables was asked, about, you know, to name players that you know who've who've grown throughout the spring, not just in terms of like actually gotten bigger. And he said, "quote I'm going to make some mamas mad." End quote. So, mm. some I guess some growing's been happening on well, uh, campus. I I guess maybe that's saying that if. If their son's name isn't oh, yeah, put yeah. out yeah, there, yeah, that right. some people are going to be mad. So maybe he didn't say anyone. Is that what that was? Is that did he put any names out there? I uh, let me go back and look and see exactly what was said here. It was he was listing all players who are growing this spring and said, "I'm going to make some mamas mad." So that yeah, you, you're probably right there. Yeah, didn't yeah. mention everyone. Well, especially after a certain tweet was sent out yesterday. But that's uh, that was here interesting, nor there. wasn't it? Um, yeah, hey, I'll tell you, though, the interesting thing is in you almost hear it so much that it maybe it's not landing the way that it should, but there's so many guys that the coaches have said completely different than he was a year ago. Totally different, totally different attitude, totally different the way that he carries himself. Uh, the development that we've seen, the buy-in, the just handling his business. I, there's so many guys that they've said that about. Like you can't really even name them all. So, I you know whether or not that's true, I don't know. But that's been a pretty common phrase that's come from the staff. So, like all of if that's the truth, we should we should see some players. Maybe not on Saturday. It can, it can be hard to, to stick out in a spring game. But come next fall, we should see some guys that look like different players, right? Totally. Yeah. So Yeah, 100%. We'll see how much truth is, is actually to that. Um, oh, man. I'm looking at uh, Saturday. Variable clouds and windy with thunderstorms, especially in the afternoon. Yeah, I think it's going to be clear. Mostly uh, late afternoon, early evening. High near 80 degrees. Wind south at 20 to 30 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 40%. Winds could occasionally gust over 40 miles per hour. Come on, don't ruin this. No, it's not going to ruin. It's just a normal spring day. Come on, man. Just a little light shower for about 10, 15 minutes right before kickoff. Let the humidity really set in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and warm. Breeze. Tons of – it's going to be It's going to be a beautiful day, man. Going to be a beautiful day. Text line says, hold on, what tweets? Um, there was a current player's parent that was not very happy that uh, her son uh, was not tweeted happy birthday by the OU football Twitter account. That's that's what happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> not happy at, at all. At 8 a.m. in the morning. Like yeah. It wasn't out at 8 a.m., but whatever. You guys, uh, they pick up on everything. I knew I couldn't just say that and let it slide by. Right. Everyone's asking what's going on. Why doesn't BV use the mic up in the press box crying face emoji? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I guess saying like to go over the this the entire stadium sound system. I, I think they're just kidding with the yeah. crying face emoji. To boom there. it all the way around town, that would be funny. Lone Scout. Well, uh, when it comes to championship coaches, first year Benny Owen inherited a four three and one team, went seven and two his first season. Bud Wilkinson inherited an eight and three team, and he went seven two and one. Barry inherited an 11-1 team and went 10-0-1. and 
Bob inherited a five and six team and went nine and five. Well, that was actually seven and five. Britt Venables inherited eleven and two team. That's an average of two losses per first season. Well, Bob sounded great. Uh, what happened to radio station? You just blew up the air here in Lawton. Yeah, we've had sorry, we've had plenty of we'll good first time uh, or I guess coaches take over and and improve first time head coaches. Um, you know, I, again, I don't know exactly what the record is going to be. I don't know, but I feel good about the direction right now uh, of of what I see, just the day-to-day business-as-usual operation of the football program could not be in a better place. Common sense would lead me to believe that they're going to be a better football team this year than they were last year. And I understand that it's not going to take a great feat to be a better football team than they were last year. You'll get the, well, they were 11-2. and two. Yeah, I, but during the regular season, can we right. all agree that they weren't near elites? Um, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe better quarterback play, better skill position players, better coaching mostly. I think next year's team definitely has a chance to be better than last year's. But not everyone's willing to admit that. Is everyone just so jaded from last year that they're just not ready to go all in and say, They'll be a better team than they were a year ago. I don't know. I think I think it's because I think everyone recognizes that even though you shouldn't, people are going to judge off of what your record is. Right? Your record um, tells the truth of what you are, um, whether you believe that or not. I mean, that's that's how the majority of people, especially outside of the fan base, are going to view you. So. I think that's the hesitation is we could have a way better football team and still end up with a very similar record, right? Yeah. Of of 11 and 2. Yeah. So, um I think I'm I'm laughing at these text messages because we talked about BV being up in the press box and using the mic up there. Can you imagine BV saying first down Sooners? It would be pretty amazing. It would, all I could think though was Kobe McKenzie, bump out in empty. <laughs> yes, yes. That was good. That's the first time you've uh, joined me on the announcer voice. Did it, it, it feel good? Did it well, feel good? It, I think it's maybe enough to where people get it, but it's not like yours. It's, uh, Thank you. It means a lot. It's if, I, if I can do one thing well, you keep saying, we got to do one thing elite at OU. What are we the best at? And I'm just glad I'm the best at that. Yeah. Well, you got your thing, you know, you're good now. With my help, you could be the best. <laughs> so we'll keep working I, yeah, he, The thing is, he honestly believes that. That's the thing. <laughs> he's not joking here. I see that one. Need Teddy's take on Coward's Twitter post today. Maybe we can get to, to that on the other side. There's There's a couple of – it must be a slow sports week because the bad OU takes are starting to resurface yet again. It's like round number 10 – of uh, bad Twitter takes on on OU. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community, where our passion and values lie far beyond the show. We believe that families. All right, so there's bad take number one today on the internet. I present to you bad take number two. This is from the 
Twitter account of Colin Cowherd, feel bad for at OU football. USC going to need about 18 months, and they'll be flying past them, around them, over them. This recruiting class will be otherworldly. Best offensive head coach in college with these weapons. Can't quit smiling. Which one is the better take? Take one or take two? Um... Which one is better in a horrible way? Like which, which like which is the worst take? I guess um, I would tend to say number one. Yeah, I would say number one because it it just doesn't really it doesn't make any sense. Like the herds makes I his his is fine, but what makes it troll worthy is the fact that he mentions OU football in it for a reason. Right, feel bad for OU football. There's no reason to feel bad for OU football. The two have nothing to do with each other. If he just said in 18 months USC is going to be, you know, flying, this recruiting class is going to be otherworldly. Best offensive head coach in college football with these weapons. Can't quit smiling. That's fine. But he put feel bad for OU football, and there's no reason to feel bad for OU football at all. OU football is fine, was fine before Lincoln, will be fine after Lincoln. Now, Lincoln may have a a ton of success out there at USC, but it's not going to change anything at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley leaving. Nothing. No. Well, it's going to – It's the only thing – it's going to change for the better with some of the different things that Venables has implemented, in my opinion – but uh, as far as OU's success, no, no difference. No, uh, not really. I, I mean, OU's not going to be as active in the state of California recruiting, but I'm not sure how you know active they were going to be in the state of California with this new staff. Seems like they want to get more southeast than anything. And so. they, and southeast and more local. Prioritize yeah. Oklahoma and northern Texas guys. Uh, by the way, Cole Adams on campus today. You hear about that? Oh, really? Yeah. Three-star wide receiver from Owasso, four-star, twenty-four-seven uh, composite wide receiver. Yeah, he's on. Uh, he's on campus today, and there's a thought that he could leave town with an offer today. What's the theory on that? Uh, like the theory on why he's going to get an offer? Yeah. Well, they invited him to come to campus, and it's just finally time to throw the the offer his way. What do you I, mean I they invited him to come to campus? I don't. Why are you making this more complicated than it needs to be? They asked him if he wanted to come to campus, and he said yes. So he's he's here. Is the recruiting process? Is this one? Is this one confusing? Uh, I I don't know. It seems like a weird time in the middle of a week to invite a kid to they come. They have, campus. according to Parker, I agree. It's a Tuesday, it, with the spring game coming up on Saturday. They also have two five-star wide receivers on campus right now, according to Parker. Mm. So, hey, just a random Tuesday. Three elite receivers on campus for a visit. No big deal. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think they're going to offer him? Uh, yeah, I think he'll get an offer today. Yes, I do. How many receivers do you think they're going to take in this class? Oh, I don't know. I'd say probably three. Three? No, two or three. Now – Venables has said this. If they offer someone like that, is like they're not offering a ton of people. They're they're, they're very selective on who they offer. They're not going to offer a kid and and not honor that scholarship offer down the line. So, 
I don't know. I that would be interesting if they extended the offer. Well, they've they've got a lot of wide receiver offers out, but I think at this point there's a lot of those offers at this you know where they're saying yeah probably don't have a good chance here. Yeah, huh? It's interesting. I wonder. I wonder what would have changed. Well, I mean, maybe what could have changed is he wasn't that high of a priority for you to begin with. I mean, there's there's a couple things, right? He wasn't that high of a priority for you to begin with. You've maybe struck out on some other guys, and you're coming back around to this option. Or with a new staff, uh, this staff wasn't totally aware of him in their own backyard. I don't know. I have a tough time believing that one because they sure found Eric McCarty pretty quick oh, out of they're, McAllister. They're, more, know? they're aware of him for sure. They're definitely aware. I just – I don't know. I mean, my guess would be, honestly, if he, if I had to guess, that originally he wasn't high on their priority because he's a good player. I'm sure they'd say, yeah, he's a really good player. He just doesn't seem to be the body type that they're looking for at that position. It where, seems like the, at, at wide receiver, they want big, big athletic dudes out there. Where does he want to play? I think he wants to play at OU. Has he said that like OU is the place he wants to go? Uh, I mean, like to, to Parker and so like he's he's pretty much hinted that. I get. I'm just wondering if they're waiting on some type of like if they're waiting on him to perhaps show more interest in in OU. I wonder if that's what they're waiting on. I don't. I don't know. That's why I, I just I don't know. I don't know enough about the situation. I just think that it would be strange. I don't know what would have changed between, you know, the last month, two months that everyone's been talking about him and, and now that they would extend an offer I don't today. know. I, I feel like he's – I mean, he's a kid in the state of Oklahoma. I, I feel like he's shown in, you know, enough interest that he would want to be there. Yeah, Perhaps. But he's got that Alabama offer. He's already been to uh, Tuscaloosa, so we'll, we'll see if OU can play catch-up. There's something there, though. There is, and I don't know what it is. There's something. Why do you ask him? Text him and ask him what, what the deal is. With Who, Cole the Adams, Adams kid? Uh, text, text, uh, text Venables and see what's going on. No. Um, is he biased towards short people or what? Ask him that. He had uh, is, How big's Hunter Renfro? Um, who's uh, having a really nice career with the L.A. Raiders, by the every way, year, and he? scored the winning touchdown in the 2016 National Championship game with one second left for the Clemson Tigers. And torched Jalen Ramsey last year in joint practice. Oh, got him that all great? Uh, oh, that's fantastic. All angry. Let's see. Hunter Renfro is – he's listed at 5 feet 10 inches, 185 pounds, about exactly the size of um, – me and Boots, is that the joke you're going to no, make? No, no, the, the Adams kid out of Avasso. Uh, I've heard straight from his dad's mouth. This is text line, by the way. I've heard straight from his dad's mouth that the OU offer is the one that he's waiting on. I don't know what that means, the one that he's waiting on. Uh, is, is he waiting on it just to show that he got the OU offer and he's going to go to Alabama? All right, this is what I don't know. There's a reason, there's a reason they have an offer in him, I don't, and I don't know what it is. And maybe that changes. Maybe they, heck, he's there today. Maybe they've already offered him today. I have no idea, but I just think it's. I think it's fascinating. What does your crystal ball say in terms of uh, where he's going to end up? 
Is it looking to your crystal ball? Is it saying Bama? Does it have Nick Saban screaming, um, not going to? So quit asking. Or does I, it have BV with a uh, microphone at practice? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I've never, I've never met the kid. The only thing I've seen is his huddle highlight film, which which tells everything. Not a very good representation. Now I know he said that he runs a uh, ten six hundred meters. Uh, I'd like to see that. If that's verifiable, um, then that's pretty impressive. There's already been one kid in states last year that you're still regretting that the previous staff didn't offer and didn't get in on. Who? I, I, uh, what? You've already forgotten? Yeah. Seriously? Yes. Out of Bigsby, your favorite running back ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Presley kid. Braylon Presley, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, you really have moved on from last year if you don't even remember Braylon Presley. It got to a point where we were mentioning him virtually every single day on the show and you were telling people to go up there and offer him. Hey, as soon as he as soon as we didn't offer him and he went to Oklahoma State, I basically my memory's been scrubbed, okay? <laughs> I've only got so much room up there. It's it's at this point it's one in one out. Uh type of uh, type of day at the door so all right quick time out more from the rush coming up hit some things that caught my eye next stay tuned It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and we call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. I can't remember if we talked about this yesterday or not, but no more mask mandate on airplanes? No, we didn't actually. It was being floated out there that that might happen. Um, funny that you bring that up because loyal listener to the show, Rennie Cook, uh, he's locally here in Norman, he was on a plane last night when the announcement was made and he tweeted out like a selfie like he was in the front of the plane he tweeted out the rest of the plane like hey pilot just basically announced no mask here and it went viral like 3,000 retweets I haven't looked at it since last night but one of our own loyal listeners was on a flight when that happened um yeah it was nuts dude it's nuts uh if you're on a flight and they announce that, do you take yours off and like spin it around your head and throw it into first class? Like or what? it's Mardi Gras, like you're throwing a brawl? Yes. Exactly. Uh, but hey, no more mask on. And I guess it sounds like the White House does not plan to appeal the federal judge's ruling. So it looks like the no mask mandate on planes, trains, and, and automobiles and other transportation is gone. So Teddy will be flying again this year. Well, it's about time now. I'm finally fly somewhere again. Uh, Kyrie Irving fined fifty thousand dollars for uh, giving the bird to some of the Celtics fans. Too high, too low, or dead on balls accurate? Dead on balls accurate. Actually, it's way too high. Um, Agree. He flipped the bird. Come on. $50,000. I know that's not much to him, but fifty k is still fifty k. NBA, once again, just trying to prove a point here. Get out of here. I loved the outrage of Kyrie Irving uh, giving the finger 
to some fans and how any, everyone is so appalled that he could ever do such a thing. I, I Take a stroll through your social media account. Go sit in those same exact stands, especially it was in Boston, right? Of, of all places, the middle finger is the least offensive thing going on in that building the entire day. So I thought it was uh, interesting. How, what is that supposed to mean? You think Boston has a bad rap as a sports fans in that town? Well, that I'm just saying? saying Boston has a bad rap on the amount of cursing that goes on. There's no doubt about that. So uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like the middle finger. Let's not act like we're all offended by that. Give me a break. And last thing that I've got, saw this, pitch clock that was implemented in the minors, Tyler, on average saved 20 minutes a game. Major League Baseball is eyeing 2023 to implement the pitch clock. What say you as a baseball? I mean, it's fine. I just don't think it's going to dramatically get younger people interested in the game. I mean, it's it's a nice start and a nice thought, but they're going to have to think you know, way more outside the box, do a better job of marketing yeah. at stars, make it a more accessible product, I think. Um, th- this is barely just scratching the surface on things that they need to do. What well, do you think? No, yeah, I think the 20 minutes, this isn't going to grow the game much, but I think it will make it, 20 minutes is is quite a bit in in a single game, like that's the average, maybe some are are, are quite a bit more, you probably have some that are saved by 30 minutes. I think the pitch clock, from what I've gathered, because they have it in college, right, that there's like a quick little adjustment period, and then after that, you don't even notice it anymore. And if someone like misses it, it's not like a huge ordeal. It's like, okay, hey, you need to speed it up a little bit. So I don't think it's going to be all that big of a deal, but I do think that if it can trim 20 minutes off of a game on average, that's pretty impressive. That moves the action quite a bit better. Um, Let's start with the feel-good story. Henry Richard ran the Boston Marathon yesterday. Oh, yeah, Henry. Now, nine years ago... He lost his eight-year-old brother in the Boston Marathon bombing. Martin was his younger brother. So Henry ran the Boston Marathon yesterday, honoring his brother's memory, Mm -hmm. and actually finished in 126th place, which, seeing as the Boston Marathon, I believe, is like the Super Bowl of all marathons, it's pretty good, man. It's not bad at all. Pretty good. That's crazy. How many years ago was that? Eight Eight years. Eight Eight years, man. Eight years ago. That was crazy. That whole situation was just unbelievable to watch it unfold, to see all of the video around it, the the manhunt that went down afterwards. That was crazy. So I guess Tyrese Hunter, who was a really good player for Iowa State's basketball team yeah, last Hunter year, kid. he uh, entered into the transfer portal. Okay, And there's been some fights online with some basketball media members. One, including old Doug Gottlieb. Uh, He thinks it's complete crap that you recruit a kid, coach a kid, sign him, believe in him, play him. He plays well. The team plays well in the tourney. And then all of a sudden he leaves with no repercussions at all. He's saying, if you think that this is healthy for the sport and for young men, you are completely lost. I hate to ever say out loud in public to a 
to a crowd that I agree with Doug Gottlieb on something, but I agree with Doug Gottlieb on this, man. Um, I, I, I realize that in some cases transferring for kids can be the best option, but when you spend all this time recruiting a kid, developing a kid, you play him, he plays well, the team makes a deep run in the tournament, and then he just leaves and then nothing happens, it is the crappier side of collegiate athletics right now. No, there's no doubt. And, you know, they've also invested untold amount of money into that player, right? All of those things, like developing those players, uh, there's a lot of money that goes into that. And, and I know that there's there's benefit on that for the athletic department. I, I get that. I understand that there's that it goes both ways. But, yeah, it, it it's it's not – it's not a good way to start off as a young adult to to not feel the need or um, to see things through, right? To say this is this is what I signed up for, and I'm I'm going to see it through and make it the best I possibly can while I'm here. Um, and I know there's going to be a ton of people say good they should get what they can and take the best road and there's times for that there's no doubt but my goodness we're so like you just made a deep run with a group of guys in the ncaa tournament where's the wow hey we come back we do it this off season we make a run at the final you know there's just not i I don't know there's never been a there's never been a time in history especially athletically where we've been so focused on the individual. It's all about me right now, right? And bettering my position instead of finding a group and pulling together and, and making it better for all of us. And hey, I, I do get the business side of it. I do understand that. But my goodness, we're sending out uh, some interesting characters out, in, out into the real world that are going to be thinking the same thing. Sure. Uh, I got two more here. First, do you watch a whole lot of stand-up comedy? Yeah. Like stand-up comedy? I don't know much about Bill Burr. Are you a Bill Burr fan? Uh, Am I a Bill Burr fan? I don't know that I'm a Bill Burr fan. I know who he is. So he is going to do the first ever live comedy show, August 21st, at Fenway Park. Huh. And I have the same reaction. Huh. And I, <laughs> humble brag, I was at a concert last summer at mm-hmm. Fenway Park. No big deal. Billy Joel's there. I actually think, like, as, as cool of a novelty as that sounds, a live comedy show at Fenway Park, I, I feel like that's going to be a terrible experience to actually enjoy a stand-up comedy show. And maybe they can figure it a little bit differently than how they do a concert, but there's not going to be that mm-hmm. intimate feel right. with the comedian. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to show up, but that sounds that that does not sound great to me. I, I don't love the idea of a comedy show at a big venue like Fenway Park. Yeah, that is that is weird. I, I don't know if he's he's probably what you think standing like at the home plate area and just kind of works the crowd Maybe that's in that what area. Saying. Billy Joel was in uh, like center field. And, like, we had seats behind the dugout. Like, there's seats behind home plate. They wrap around in the foul poles. And I'm sure they had people out on the All, infield, uh, yeah, too, right? Yeah, 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 they did. Which I doubt they'll I doubt they'll do that for a – I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's interesting. Wow. Last one I have. Tough crowd, though. 
In Boston. That's true. Last one I have, I know everyone's been waiting to hear on what former Texas quarterback Chris Sims thinks about the Baker Mayfield situation. We've all been craving that. Well, here it is. What do you think about the former Longhorn that never threw a touchdown pass or uh, beat OU in a uh, game in October? Number one, if you would have not told me who that was before you played the audio, I would have had same no idea who that was. Yeah, same. Um, the other thing is, that is kind of an interesting point. Like, and maybe it's out there and I just haven't seen it, but it is, it is a bit strange that we haven't heard any players really at all from Cleveland have we come out in support? Not really, man. Not really. Huh. Now, maybe they feel like they can't because they, they can't, got a new quarterback. You know? I, I yeah. mean, seriously, like, they, they probably feel like they can't or they're going to be the next to get traded. But, yeah, there's there hasn't been anyone. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. And I don't know, I don't know what's next for Baker. And if I'm Baker – I'm not sweating it because I got 18 million guaranteed coming to me from Cleveland, baby. Awesome. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two. Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush on a Tuesday. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, and even 24-7 emergency repairs. Check them out, cavensconstruction.com, or give them a call today. 405-573-3048 if you're in the Oklahoma City area. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Text line, a ton to get to. Bill Burr is hilarious. The dude took on a huge Philly crowd. And does it give a blank? Yeah. Uh, you really can't give a blank if you're a comedian. You're you're going out there in front of a, a crowd, at times hostile, and you better make them laugh or they can they can be uh, be very difficult to deal with. Why is it okay to flip the fans off? Who wants their kids to see that on TV? I'm not saying it's okay. 
I'm just saying that let's not make a huge deal of it. And do you think it's the first time your kids have seen someone flip somebody off? People in traffic tell me I'm number one all the time and they don't get fined. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe if everyone's always flipping you off as a driver, at some point you might need to say, hey, is the problem me? Careful what you say about Cole Adams. I just saw him and Rob Schneider listening to your show in a Brahms parking lot. <laughs> yes, nicely done. Bob from Cement reminds us that we still need to wear masks in the Red Dog Saloon bathroom. Uh, smart. That's a smart move. Hold on, let me write that. Will you talk amongst yourselves while I write that one down real quick? <laughs> yeah, Red Dog Saloon. Mask. That's funny. Um, anything else on the text line to get yeah, to? Yeah, quite a bit. I, I did want to share the newest uh, softball rankings that are out via USA Today. Ah. OU has all 32 first place. All they had to do was just lose a game, right. guys. Yeah. All they had to do was lose a game. All 32 first place votes. OU is at one. Bama's at two. Virginia Tech at three. UCLA at four. Florida State at five. Uh, Oklahoma State at six. Yeah, well, um, that's going to be – when is that series? A couple weeks? Uh, it's the last uh, regular season last series one. of the year, so yeah. yeah, here in a few weeks. All right, that'll be good. Um, top ten matchup here in the home state. There's a uh, there's an article on The Athletic I haven't read yet, but uh, the NIL arms race continues to soar. Uh, three recently signed contracts. A four-star wide receiver just signed a four-year, $1 million deal. Top 10 D lineman, three-year, $1 million deal. A three-star defensive lineman, four-year, $500,000 deal. I guess some Power 5 head coach said, you're really guessing that this 18-year-old guy who has proven zero is worth a million dollars from somebody? What the blank are we talking about? Right. Yeah. I Hey, it. I, I've said this. I, it's strange that we're giving money to high school kids and not the guys on the roster that have been uh, producing. It's weird. All right, quick timeout. Final hour of the rush coming up next.